0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Filmhouse. This week's episode is brought to you by our sponsors, Quip and Manscaped. We'll hear more from them later in the show. This week, I am joined by our podcasters, James Willems. Hello. Adam Kovic.
1: Me, podcaster.
0: And a very special guest and our wonderful friend from Achievement Hunter, who we love, Jack Patillo. Hello. Yeah, Jack. Hey, Thank you hey, for Jack. having me. It's
2: good being here. Thank,
0: thanks for being here. Um, we have been to the movies with you before.
2: Yes, that is, a, that is a true statement. Been to a few and, movies together. Do you yeah, remember yeah. the, yeah, I think the last movie we saw together? The last movie we saw together.
3: In oh, it Movers. was in
1: L.A. It was in L.A. It was in L.A. Wasn't I, I think it was a midnight screening that... of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. John. No. No. <laughs>
2: no. Oh. It was what the start was of something beautiful that never finished or even took a second step.
0: Oh, was this with Adam? You were supposed to go with Adam to a movie?
2: I went and saw The Mummy with you guys. We all got drunk and went and saw The Mummy.
0: Were you there?
2: Yes, I was there.
1: (laughs) I don't (laughs) don't remember much of that movie.
0: I left after Russell Crowe transformed. Really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh,
1: I didn't notice.
2: Was hers,
1: so she just left.
0: Yeah, that was all, and it's all I remember oh, from the yeah, movie. And it was, it was all, like all I wanted fun, to see. It
3: was like a fun, like, hey, let's leave work at Shit. whatever, like five o'clock, and yeah. go.
2: Wow, see what Rah- I mean. Rahul was with us there too. I remember that because someone pulled wow. off the side of the road and jumped out of their car to take a photo with him. I remember, so hmm. it's was like, oh, yeah. that's what a celebrity looks like.
1: Little uh-huh. little did they know that the mummy was playing down the street and they could have been far more entertained.
0: <laughs> well, I really like going to movies with you because you are a man who respects movies, respects the moviegoing experience. Um, what's your personal relationship to movies?
2: Man, I've, I've been a fan of movies uh, since I was a kid. My dad used to watch Blues Brothers and, uh, you know, Stripes and stuff. When I, like, he would watch those when I was just a kid. And so I actually learned how to write by copying down movie credits. So he, I would literally pause the movie and start writing the names I would see in movie credits. And just kind of fell in love with film. And then Ghostbusters, of course, is my first big like, oh, my God, this movie's amazing. Um, really got movies after that. And then uh, Jurassic Park was the one that was like, I want to do this someday. And so my goal was to uh, get a film degree from the University of Texas and then go make movies. And um, and yeah, and then sort of I ended up landing on this thing where I was editing film. And, but I love video games. And my first job out of college was editing video game trailers for a video game company. I was writing for a website called Ain't It Cool News, which was like a movie rumor news website. It's been around for a long time. And uh through that I made friends with the Red versus Blue guys and then they were like, Hey, we need someone to help out with some writing stuff and then that and then from there, it all happened, and I ended up at this mm-hmm. spot. So uh, now yeah, you anyway. own
1: awesome. two computers. You're it's crazy. <laughs> well,
2: three computers, because what is he using to record? Oh no, the the, the red one is the one I'm, I'm on right now, and the green one's oh, okay. the one I play video games on. So I just have about forty feet worth of HDMI's running out of this, or really, I've got four. 40 feet HDMI cables running out of the back of that machine. The red
0: one's the porn.
2: That's (laughs) red Exactly. And you you appear to
3: have at least a rock band guitar,
2: a Guitar Hero 3 guitar... Right? That was stuff from, uh, actually, so in the yeah, in the back, this is my my rock band basket because I've been in my computer closet working on my network because it's terrible. So mm-hmm. uh, I've got a drum kit in there. I've got a bunch of guitars. So this actually, we when we did Let's Play Live, we would usually end with a rock band song. But mm-hmm. finding guitars were so tough because just like people all bought them and then threw them all away. And so finding oh. them was really, really tricky. So I ended up using then, my own. And so like the ones we found live there.
0: Break one every time.
2: Yeah, that too.
3: Hey, Jack, this is completely off topic, but uh, would you on RTTV sometime want to do a rock band stream? Oh, hell yeah, dude. That'd be great. (laughs) Do we just see right
1: here? (laughs) We're
3: getting the band back together. Something happening? Is something happening here?
2: We're getting the band back together. (laughs) (laughs) Two Uh, guys agree
1: to play a video game with musical (laughs) instruments. Shocking.
2: Oh, Uh, my God. I want to
0: get... I want to get to our topics, but Jack, you have a really special uh, piece of movie memorabilia to show us. And I'm oh. not talking about your, your Herzog t shirt oh, yeah, that you, you so coincidentally wore today.
2: It was this or the Scorsese one, but I think I wore the Scorsese shirt last time I was at Funhouse and I filmed something with oh. you guys. So I was like, I'll oh, wear no, something I can't different. Do that. Yeah, I can't um. Do that. No. So, uh, yeah, I was mentioning before the stream. I was like, oh, yeah, we're doing movie stuff. And I have a really cool piece of weird movie memorabilia. So a long time ago, it was like 2005, there was an actor who was up for possibly playing The Flash in a feature length movie. And again, this was, you know, 15 years ago. And uh, that actor happened to be in town doing a premiere in Austin. And so I got him to sign a Flash figure. So I have a Justice League Flash figure. It's hard to see. But that is Ryan Reynolds' autograph at the bottom. So he actually was in talks to be the Flash back Mm -hmm. in 2005, and I managed to get him to sign this, and he was just signing, going like, "This is way too soon, man, way too soon." I'm like, "I don't care," Uh, and so he's mm -hmm. now been two different superheroes, but never the Flash. So yeah, Mm -hmm. anyway, it's kind of cool, and so that's one of one of the few things. I'm like, "Oh, that's a weird piece." So
1: (laughs) now here's the thing: if you ran into project, I was gonna say if you ran into Ezra Miller and handed it to him, would he go, the fuck is
2: this? (laughs) 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 Probably, probably. Why why did Deadpool sign this? (laughs) Anyway. Mm. So we didn't come here to talk about Jack's toys. (laughs) No, I
0: think that's pretty cool and interesting. Um, No, but we did come here today to talk about the newest... Uh, kerfuffle happening with Disney because every week there's something going on with Disney that brings them into the news. Um, they are currently getting flack for censoring a scene from the 1984 comedy Splash starring Tom Hanks and Daryl Hannah If you're not familiar with Splash, Jackie, you, you seen it?
2: Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay, Adam's seen it. I know he's.
2: He's
1: got it on VHS and Superbit, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I watch it to a certain point and then I just lose interest. I don't know. It's like a porno. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, if you're not familiar with it, it's about a man who's saved by a mermaid and falls in love with her. Um, It recently came to Disney Plus, but controversial, it's been re-edited with CGI to cover Daryl Hannah's naked butt. Um, that's the
3: one one part of the movie you sit around and wait for. And then when she's in the tub and you're like, I think I can see something, but you can't.
0: (laughs) Well, and on top of that, it's also being given a retroactive rating of PG 13 on the platform. It was originally released in March, 1984 with a PG rating, but since PG 13 (laughs) didn't exist until July, 1984, uh, it's now being, you know, re rated.
3: Mm hmm. Thanks Um, for nothing, Temple of Doom.
0: (laughs) We're looking at the clip right now, if you're listening to us, and it's Daryl Hannah, like, kissing Tom Hanks, and Mm -hmm. she's about to run into the ocean.
3: Yeah. This is the whole thing, this is the (laughs) scene that
0: you wait the
1: whole movie for.
0: Yeah. She has
2: that Mm -hmm. weird patch of, like, hair fur kind of going on there. Yeah, it's like
0: fur.
1: They're covering two clams. It's (laughs) bothersome. Well, there's a
3: point later on where she's, you can see her from the front, and she has, like, her hair covering her breasts, did they mm-hmm. also cover with an entire plate of fur so that way you can't see any <laughs> cleavage, too?
0: Um, and so, yeah, they're they're getting a lot of flack for this uh, for a few reasons. Uh, one, I don't think the CG looks very good.
2: Mm-mm. No,
1: um, no. Calling it CG is nice at best. It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this is this is baby's baby's first Photoshop when you just sort of drag
3: it <laughs> frame
0: by frame.
1: <laughs> Yeah.
3: yeah, you don't
0: really God. see that much of her butt in the original. It's just a little side cheek.
3: I'm gonna. That. Can I? I'm gonna just get on a pedestal real quick. Okay. We should just, as a society, determine that the butt is the hole. Okay. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same way we've decided that breasts are the nipples.
0: Yes. yes. Okay?
3: okay. We should decide that the butt is the hole. You don't need to censor or cover the cheeks. Yeah. Because the cheeks are not the butt. The butt yeah. is the hole. So if there is a point where she's running, in, in the, say in the 80s, things were really wild, cocaine's everywhere, and a lot of movies had shots where you could clearly see the brown butthole, then sure, maybe as a society we've moved in a different direction. But the cheeks are just the cheeks. It's no different than seeing someone in a in a low-cut V with, mm-hmm. with some uh, cleavage. I would right. say... The crown the jewel
1: is covered. Yeah, accurate. yeah. It
3: doesn't yes. count unless you see the nipple or the butt hole in the center.
1: <laughs> Not a lot That's of butt holes is, in movies.
3: Yeah. Have you yeah. scheduled yes.
1: this meeting with Disney yet? Where you can I I
3: have it? I have a
2: call with Bob yeah, um,
1: <laughs> which Bob, old Bob or new Bob, are,
3: both Bobs, Bobs
2: were, are going to yeah. be on the call. And I guess so I, I guess Iger hasn't. He's not leaving for a while because he was supposed to step in as the new CEO, right? And he's mm-hmm, now yeah. after all of this, he's like, ah, I gotta stay for a bit until we get through this. So, Dad, yeah,
1: Daddy's got to fix another problem, and he pulls up both sleeves and he starts editing out <laughs> butts.
2: <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a mobster movie that's the exact
3: same premise as this. This story of disney's ceo
0: well here's the thing even if they've re-rated this movie to give it a pg-13 rating why the the censorship because for a couple of reasons they do allow pg-13 movies on their platform already so why Mm re-edit it Mm -hmm. there are also some other uh uh, movies with examples of posterior nudity that users on twitter have pointed out including like the scene in thor ragnarok where you show hulk's naked butt and then Mm -hmm. also uh, a clip of that in a, in a Disney Plus Australia's catalog, they've got X Men: Days of Future Past, where you see Hugh Jackman's butt, and then of course, like in the Simpsons movie, there's that really crude, like Bart Simpson dangly penis when he's skateboarding mm-hmm. behind oh, the hedges, yeah. uh, and that that's still on Disney Plus. So it's it's sort of like why this?
3: Yeah, I would so, say maybe it's because the the way that they're licensing these movies or putting them onto the platform is not uniform. Maybe yeah. because they have such a large net to pull from, it's not one controlled group that always does the thing. And whatever group was in this was like, Splash, that's a family movie. It's going to it's gonna go in the family category. Uh-oh, all the kids that saw this in the 80s grew up to be completely screwed up adults, so we have <laughs> to make sure that doesn't happen again. Um, and so, so they took it upon themselves to, to censor
2: it. Whereas the people who put on the more modern movies with butts didn't care. Now I wouldn't. I would have less of an issue with this if like the director came out and said like, "Oh yeah, actually, I'm cool with this." But anytime you start manipulating stuff without consent of the the creators, like that's when it mm-hmm. gets funky how, to me. I don't like that. How does How does Ron Howard feel
3: about this? He goes, "My er, initial vision for this film was for her <laughs> butt to be covered in a fur." A mm-hmm. uh, fur uh, texture that sways with her body.
0: Well, yeah, because there's like there's the McClunky of it, where maybe the the original director comes out and says, "Well, you know, George, the George Lucas, where he's like, well no, I meant it to be this way.' We yeah. have to say McClunky. yeah, and now we're finally yeah. rectifying it." Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I, I threw a thing. I threw a thing in our chat. If you guys want to look at the image, but I remember there's a shot in Avengers, which is now a mm-hmm. Disney property, where it is a a. I mean, this just could be Joss Whedon being a pervert, but it's like it's black widow talking to Loki and it's just a, just a shot of her butt. Like it's just mm-hmm. on there, but she's wearing tight leather pants and it's like, you could, you could see every curvature of what's going on there. You see more of a butt there than you do in splash. So it's like, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. why well, I, I don't know what there, is it like a weird sort of like Mormon loophole where it's like, well, if I do it through the sheet, I won't <laughs> anger God. And mm-hmm. since there's, since there's black leather covering it, it's okay. Praise Jesus. And it's like, what the fuck? I don't understand.
2: Have you seen I, the uh, the the gif of uh, Scarlett Johansson doing her first her first costume test of the Black Widow outfit for Iron Man two? And it's like she walks out and she's in the full gear, and it's like all of this crew, like John Favreau and all of these like producers mm-hmm. and stuff. And she like walks in front of him and like is smiling and turns, and immediately like, yeah. all of them look down at her butt. Uh, yeah, so, like yeah. literally everyone. But it's like yeah. all the guys, all the girls, everyone's like, "Wow, okay." But she's yeah. also
3: like prancing and she does like a model turn. And, yeah. yeah, it's like it's like one one fraction. Of tensile strength away from everything <laughs> ripping apart and her butt flopping out.
0: <laughs> oh my god, yeah. that's, um, that's super creepy. How yeah, far we've I don't know.
3: come. This scene, this is it's it's so unfortunate that we as a society are still wrestling with this stuff. Just show us the butts. Who cares? It's a, it's the same with violence or language. All of these things with like censorship and what's appropriate or not. It's such a weird like liquid spectrum that has no rules and i'm not sure that even matters at all so like it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me that you can have this
0: yeah well disney is doing a thing where they're like they're scrubbing and they're putting caveats in front of a lot of their old material that's going up on disney plus where whereas a lot of other um you know Companies are saying, okay, well, we have these old catalogs that are outdated when it comes to, like, social norms and, uh, you know, values. But we're, we're more so just, like, choosing to examine them as opposed to, like, mm-hmm. eliminating all that. Yeah. Um, well, Because Disney's doing this other thing, too, where they're putting pre-roll messages in front of movies that they've edited. And they're, like, with disclaimers as to why they've edited them. Mm -hmm. So they're like, they're like taking out racial slurs and and cursing and stuff. And it's like, okay, you can, you can do that. But you're also effectively like wiping any material from the history of film criticism.
3: It's just, it's weird because it seems, it seems so strange to say, yes, we allow adventures and babysitting. That is a movie that's appropriate for our platform, except for that one part. (laughs) Where they say the F word, you know, like that seems so that seems weirder as opposed to just don't mention if if you never put Adventures in Babysitting on Disney Plus because you were uncomfortable with the fact that there's a single F bomb in the movie or whatever, like then don't do it. And then no one will ever notice. There's also Hulu.
0: Disney could put these movies on Hulu.
3: Yeah, there's yeah. and there's tons of places you can go to make revenue off these things that are sitting in your vault. Make whatever fits within the brand there. Don't manipulate things that fit. I mean, there's things that I understand, like, um, uh, you know, the racist cartoons and stuff and, like, putting messaging in that and being like, listen, Dumbo was made in a different time, folks. <laughs> um, but, like... <laughs> I, I think it's strange when it's these movies that is like, well, why did you even pick that? Like, who went yeah. through the vault and said, this is fine
2: except for that, you know? Yeah, this yeah. is not Song of the South, you know, we're not, you know, we're fine. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is very odd. It's definitely like the Streisand effect where it's like, I never would have even thought about that. But now I'm like, oh, oh this yeah. is ridiculous. <laughs> you know, it's like now they're pointing out, you know, like we're going to go correct things. Like, well, now you're just calling attention to it. And it makes yeah. you look terrible. So
1: yeah, yeah. If, if they had just shut up and just put it up, then no one would say anything. That, and yeah. if anyone did get upset, we would all point at them and go, "The movie came out thirty-five years ago. You like, what do you want them to do? Get in a time machine and change it?" And they go, "Well, they could edit it." And You go, "How dare you? How dare you edit <laughs> history? You monster!" And then you spit on them, and then you tell your driver. To move the car faster <laughs> through the poor part of
0: town, <laughs> exactly. and there are some some uh, like Tumblr's and Twitter accounts that have uh, Disney butts as their focus and Were themes. What is that exactly? Uh, I okay, down? I'll tell you later. And there's uh, there's so many of these sites. I don't know the last time you guys saw Lilo and Stitch, but Stitch got a badunk. Stitch got a wagon on him. That's okay, not,
3: listen, you're trying to get into Stitch controversy now, and it's that's barely scratching the surface. They changed that movie so many times. Do they oh they, they, yeah. I, I want them See, I out. want them to I want them to go back and put in the 911 version of Lilo and Stitch. That's the <laughs> yeah. version I want on Disney Plus. They should just have certain ones and if you can verify your age, uh, <laughs> then you can have whichever version you want. So you are like, eh, I don't know Wait, if I so want. So you're saying
0: that for a little bit extra I can pay for Disney Plus 911.
3: I want to pay for I'll pay Disney Plus plus and they give me everything. <laughs> They've CG'd more butts. Into they CG'd her hair away during the scenes in Splash, <laughs> so you can see nipples, yeah. and and then they give you the the Song of the South is what comes on as a splash screen for every single time you sign in. It goes, have you watched it yet today? Um, <laughs> and then it's just the cats, It's just the all it is is the uh, Chinese cat playing the piano. Like it's just <laughs> it's only that. And then mm. and then of course then you get. Um, uh the, the Lilo and Stitch Lilo and oh. Stitch 911 cut thought, where they're they flying a plane the, through the city.
1: <laughs> well I thought you were going to say it was going to be the single nude frame from the rescuers. That
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: But that yeah. it's
1: just it's just that image for an hour and a mm-hmm. half, but it's the audio yeah, from yeah. the movie.
3: Well, they also oh. put a, they add a new nude frame into Rescuers Down Under. Okay. So nice. they're they're adding more Easter eggs from
2: bored animators yeah. slow motion for who frame Roger Rabbit when Jessica Rabbit falls mm-hmm. out of the car Yeah, absolutely. It's all in the movie. That's the version. i want. I well, pay an extra five dollars like
3: a month We for that.
0: came to a strong conclusion on this but any final verdict <laughs> on this controversy.
3: I have one The butt is the hole. <laughs>
0: okay. Okay. It's not the cheeks
3: The cheeks are nothing. The What's cheeks the cheek? are like looking at an elbow. Well, this is the same well, This is the okay. same as the cheeks
1: Elise, you, I think you hit the nail on the head the hardest when you're saying if, if you're a company like Disney and you own Disney Plus and Hulu and you solve this issue 30-odd years ago when you created or bought Touchstone, which was meant to make more adult films so they could have their cake and eat it too, just abide by those rules once again. Or if you if you have this need to put it on your child-friendly platform, don't change it. And it just it seems odd to try to doctor history.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think no one's gonna notice too. Willems twenty twenty. The butt
3: is the hole. <laughs> the butt is the hole. This is the same. It's just flesh on flesh. This is the same as a butt, right? Okay. Oh god.
1: The only difference is when I open yeah, my arm so up, you don't like see
3: that. a you, it, it, when you when you open your elbow up,
0: you don't see this see, that's a
3: throbbing butt. this throbbing, uh, butt. quivering brown,
2: wrinkly.
0: We're gonna get flagged for that. The the
2: algorithms, the the robot's going to think that's a butt. It's the same, (laughs) true. But there's no hole, so it's not a butt. So, yeah, that's not a butt.
1: I can draw one, I guess. I don't
2: know. A hole is a butt.
0: Guys, you know what I think about this? Hmm. I think that I'm tired of Disney trying to cleanse our minds, our viewing habits, when all you need to do is cleanse your teeth. With Quip, you may find that your morning and evening routines have changed recently, but your health and the attention you give to your teeth and oral care doesn't have to thanks to Quip. 75% of us brush with worn out old bristles because we're not replacing our brushes often enough. Quip and its delivery service is so special because it means you no longer have to think about that when new brush heads and floss refills are delivered directly to your door. It's time to start a good habit and Quip makes it easy. The Quip electric toothbrush has time sonic vibrations with 30 second pulses to guide a dentist recommended two minute routine. And there's even a size down version for kids. Paired with Quip's anti-cavity toothpaste in mint or watermelon, mmm, you get all the ingredients teeth actually need and none they don't. Quip also has an eco-friendly refillable floss with a dispenser you keep for life, an expanding string that helps to clean in between. Quip brush head toothpaste and floss refills are automatically delivered on dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5 each, and shipping is free. Join over 3 million happy customers and practice good oral care easily and affordably with Quip, starting at $25. And if you go to getquip.com/film right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com/film, spelled slash film It's Quip, the Good Habits Company. Thank you, Quip, for your sponsorship. Moving along now, we are past the age of Disney butts. Uh, and we're talking about some real stuff here. Um, best isolation movies. And no, these are not the best movies to watch in isolation. They're the best movies about isolation.
3: You wanted to find something thematically linked to... Our current situation. Our current
2: situation. The that we're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so
0: there are tons of movies that sort of fall within the the broader scope of isolation. But just so we could talk through a bunch of them, I kind of broke them down into what I saw to be some some major categories and, and themes and motifs. Um, so I want to kick it off with, these are some of the movies that come to my mind first and foremost when talking about isolation movies. And these are the ones where it's someone who is isolated, totally alone, completely cut off from other humans, usually by forces that they could not control, something, an accident... Um, or Crisis, what have you, has caused them to just be completely isolated. Movies that come to mind for me in this category are Buried, the Ryan Reynolds movie, Jack's Mm -hmm. Old Friend, um, where he's a civilian truck driver in Iraq and uh, gets captured by insurgents and and buried alive. Castaway, uh, starring Tom Hanks, where he plays the FedEx executive Chuck Noland, who does like a Christmas flight to Malaysia and his plane crashes, uh, and he can't deliver his package. And uh, 127 <laughs> Hours, the biopic about Aaron Ralston, where James Franco gets trapped under a boulder, and he has to cut off his own arm. Spoiler. Uh, that's,
1: now, I've, that, that, I've that never, happened. I've never seen Buried or 127 Hours. Um, do those movies? Are they ex- most of the time? Are you, are you in the box, or are you under the rock, or are there like a lot of flashbacks and uh, stuff to deal with that?
0: Buried is like all Ryan Reynolds in that box. Yeah. yeah.
1: What. I remember
3: when that movie was coming out. I was like, "It's another one of those movies to just see if they could, not if they should, but if they could." And then I watched it. I was like, "That's pretty compelling." They did a pretty good job making it feel like there are scenes yeah. taking place, and there's a there's a on there's a mystery of because like he's not even sure why he's in the box or what happened to get him in the box or like anything like that. And so he's, you
0: know, of course, a race against time because. Mm-hmm he's got like a dwindling oxygen supply
3: yeah mm-hmm. so there's it, it did do a pretty good job setting it up as a mystery it's it is tough to watch though
0: yeah it's like his performance squishy. is great yeah. i would recommend mm-hmm. it well this is like
3: the, the movie where ryan reynolds was the first against, like that. The what? is that the oh, movie God. where he did oh yeah, yeah. he <laughs> does the kill, kill bill
0: thing where yeah. he punches through because Pai Mei oh. taught him <laughs>
3: Um, yeah, this is like I feel like because he was like Van Wilder, Van Wilder, and like a joke guy up to this point, and I feel like this is the first time he, yeah, like was like, nope, I want to be treated seriously as an actor. It
0: mm-hmm. worked,
3: in my opinion.
2: I'm gonna cameo in Van Wilder too. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I I actually didn't see that one either. Uh, but uh, yeah, 127 hours is same sort of deal where it's like 90 percent of the movie is you know just James Franco stuck. In a, in a little ravine, and he, there are like flashes, though, to different scenes, though, so it's a little mm-hmm. bit different. So they tell a bit more of the story like that. But I remember that one because at, at one point when he's basically cutting off his own arm, like he's going through the nerve, mm-hmm. and the way the editors handled it, it was it was painful. I mean, it was yeah. like they, it was like people were throwing up in theaters because of how bad <laughs> it was. Well, it was um, doing like
3: bright flashes and high pitched squeak, like the kind of thing that it, they visualized what nerve pain looks and sounds like, weirdly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I really like Danny Boyle films, but it just the... Because I knew the concept of this movie and I knew what it was, so like I am still afraid to watch it because it, it is... <laughs> something Something about it just feels like torture porn. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm just like... If you cut out all the stuff where he cuts his nerve off, uh, will I still enjoy the movie? If the answer is no, then it's like, well, maybe... Uh, you're sick in the head if you enjoy this sort of thing
0: yeah i don't really Monster. have a desire to see it I, i've never seen it because uh, i feel like it's one of those things where also you feel like you have seen it because you know what the like pivotal moment of the movie is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh castaway i have re-seen uh which like i think a lot of the time or at the time people were praising tom hanks because tom hanks was someone that could carry a movie on his own and it really wasn't a thing Mm -hmm. when castaway came out for a a solo actor to carry a movie like this Mm -hmm. a blockbuster like this um and it's been especially uh, relevant right now because you there's so many people on social media that are doing the wilson joke of Like, oh, they've yeah. got a, a mm-hmm. piece of sporting equipment. Someone should do the face on, like, a lacrosse stick
2: <laughs> or something that doesn't make sense. Well, it's also, like, Tom Hanks getting sick, too. He was uh, one of the first big, like, high-profile people to come out saying they got the, you know, COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that definitely is going to come into play. But, yeah, I really like this movie. And this is also one of those movies, too, where, um, remember, he lost a bunch of weight. Like, they, they had mm-hmm. him skinny down. And so, like, they, mm-hmm. they started, they filmed the first half of the movie. Then they halted production for, like, three or four months, right, to, like, let him shed off a bunch of weight till he looks like mm-hmm. gaunt. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I remember that, that was like a big deal because you don't really see that stuff before. There wasn't, you know, the, the the Christian Bales of the world who, you know, put on or lose weight like crazy. Mm-hmm. It's
1: it's one of those movies. I know it's a, it's a Rubber Zemeckis movie, but it's like it's one of those movies where I don't think I ever want to like watch it from home. And I always felt compelled to watch it when I travel. But then I realized I probably don't want to watch the beginning of the movie on an airplane.
2: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm always because I did that one time where I watched the movie flight on a, <laughs> um, we were we we're traveling back and forth between Austin or something and then we were in a lot of turbulence and there's a row of people staring at my tablet uh, in the <laughs> opening scene and they're just like Jesus Christ and I'm like I'm sitting there in my chair it's all shaking I'm like this is really ex- I, I enjoy the experience but like yeah I, I don't know I, I want to rewatch this movie actually I remember really liking it it's it's very enjoyable yeah. how long is he
3: on there in, in like movie time?
0: Is it like six months? I thought it was No, long. no, it was like, like five over.
3: years
2: because yeah, Helen Hunt gets remarried. Really really yeah, yeah. We,
1: you said movie time, so what, an hour? No, like, <laughs> uh, if the movie's real world, how much time? Yeah. He he was there long enough that he considered hanging himself and then decided not to. Because mm-hmm, he tested then, it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, he,
2: he was going to and he tested it and it failed and that's why mm-hmm. he, he didn't do it. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. It's, My next it's,
0: category, yeah. oh, sorry. I was just saying,
1: I, I just I you're making me want to rewatch that movie, but I know I should. Yeah,
0: I know. <laughs> uh, the next category that I sort of parceled out for myself was trapped in space uh, isolation movies. So these are movies like Gravity, uh, 2013, with Sandra Bullock and George Clooney, where uh, they they go on a space mission and they they're just doing a routine spacewalk and there's a, a disaster, uh, and I can't really say much more without spoiling it. Uh, Sunshine where the Earth's sun is dying. And so a group of astronauts go out into space, but of course, again, space disaster and alien, uh, which, you know, bam, there's an alien. What mm-hmm. you <laughs> going to do? <laughs> you know, bam, uh, there's an alien. And then,
3: <laughs> that was the tagline, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Wally's, yeah, I think
0: so. <laughs> Wally's a little bit different because, uh, there's like two parts of it. There's Wally's isolation, which is, you know, he's the last of his kind of these cleanup robots. Um, and and God, you just see Wally, and it and he's in he's a robot, but you just have this like painstaking, heartbreaking uh, emotion for him of being this like little guy that's all alone um, mm-hmm. with his like with no dialogue either. Which yeah, is, like yeah. The, fir- the
2: first like forty five minutes has no dialogue. Yeah, and at just at his
0: like his tedious tasks on Earth. Um, mm-hmm. and but then there's the also you know the the uh, by and large ship which is in space. That's sort of its own kind of not really isolation because it's full of people, mm-hmm. but the people themselves are all kind of socially isolated from one another. Mm-hmm. They're all obsessed mm-hmm. with their screens, um, and then you know, of course, the ship is is kind of stranded out in space. There, mm-hmm. So
1: Jess and I just rewatched Wally a little while ago. So do we? Like, it it's it, yeah, it holds up so well. But um, there's one part that I remember caught me off guard where they Wally like knocks someone and the screen turns off, and then it happens mm-hmm. to a guy and a woman, and they look at each other. Wow, we a uh, person mm-hmm. except there's babies yeah. on the ship. So, <laughs> what? what oh, it's, were being, it's being extracted. Yeah, the yeah, chair extracts. I'll, okay, I thought the chairs yeah. were just pushing people together and like, oh, what's going on? Okay, I'm done. Uh, well, the chair definitely have...
2: extracts. This this is the weird thing, too, where they had live-action footage. It was like, a real Fred Willard in this movie. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like, spliced in as he was the former captain, the original captain, or, like, the CEO of By and Large. I forget what it was exactly, but... He was the president of the Earth, a.k.a. the CEO of By and Large. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just, like, but it was so odd to be, like, why why use live-action footage there? And, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's the only movie I think they've done that in. It was, like, I don't know what the choice was for it, so... Um, Now, at least there are two movies entrapped in space that uh one one uh james thought of before we started the the uh before we started the podcast which is the martian which is a fantastic mm-hmm. movie mm-hmm. um and then there's another one uh similar idea where it's a guy uh a guy trapped with himself moon with sam oh, Rockwell. Yeah,
0: yeah. damn yeah. 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 yeah i should put moon on here moon uh, moon is
2: such perfect. a cool movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. such a cool movie oh and, yeah and um yeah, if you haven't seen that, it's Sam Rockwell in a just an amazing performance. And uh, I think yeah. it's Kevin Spacey is the voice of the robot in that movie, right? We're going well, we to have to read about that. that robot. <laughs> yeah, Disney's going to change that. It <laughs> was we'll Fur over the robot and Well, Moon, we,
1: Moon Moon was directed by Duncan Jones who's David Bowie's yeah. son and mm-hmm. it came out uh, during the writers strike. So oh, yeah. it was like it came out during a weird time, so mm-hmm.
2: Duncan Jones who went on to direct uh, the Warcraft movie. The what yeah. movie? Never heard. Yeah, of Yeah, exactly.
1: At
3: um, least to answer your question, we were watching Goldmember last night. Uh, yes. And in the opening of the film, when they're filming the Austin Powers movie, starring Tom Cruise as Austin Powers, Gwyneth Paltrow as
0: Pussy Pussy or whatever. It was like
3: Plowma <laughs> Vagina or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I could, I remember those two, but I completely forgot that Kevin Spacey is Doctor Evil. Oh yeah. And he's like doing his doctor evil. And I was like, well.
2: And then Danny DeVito's mini me, right? Yeah, Danny yeah. DeVito's ah, mini, mini
0: me. So yeah, that was a major oversight not to include Moon. You're mm-hmm. right, Jack. Um,
2: Unacceptable. As long as you I understand know. that you did that wrong. Yes. Jack, Jack
1: <laughs> likes putting people in their place. <laughs> exactly. That's why we yeah. brought him
2: on this show. If I'm not taking uh, people down a peg, what am I doing? Come on now.
3: I also, I also tossed a Pandorum in there. Okay. Ooh. Except for, spoiler, it's not technically in space.
1: What? I was going to say. Also, technically, it's not an isolated movie because there's like 18 people in it.
2: Yeah, Yeah. isolated. I mean, you could throw a Vent Horizon in there if you're throwing Alien in there. Hey, movies
1: in space. What movies
3: take place in space? (laughs) Guardians of the Galaxy.
2: Yeah, I know. (laughs) Uh, Sunshine is very isolated. We talk
0: about Sunshine all the time. You should Mm -hmm. just watch. If you watch this show more than once and you haven't seen it you just gotta watch it mm-hmm. uh, my next category is trapped and terrorized so these mm. are like someone that's that's trapped somewhere and there is a an outside force that is just terrorizing that's the living daylights in out of them I know trapped and terrorized <laughs> so these are movies like Panic Room where uh jodie foster plays a woman who her and her daughter are threatened by intruders they're trapped in their new york brownstone mm-hmm. and uh, of course you know they've got a panic room so they're hiding uh, green green room jeremy saunier's i love this movie mm-hmm. um there's a, a band that gets trapped in their in the venue they're played at after they kind of
2: get into it with some white supremacists
0: <laughs> um but that movie is just tension the movie um get out which uh, is is pretty recent, and everybody knows it. it's Jordan Peele's uh, social horror movie about a guy named Chris that's that's uh, in a relationship with a woman whose whose family.
2: Uh, yeah, how are do you explain that? <laughs> I was <gonna> say, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: don't breathe, which was kind of like a surprise hit in 2016, about uh, these three kind of punk kids that that rob a blind man's house and get more than they bargained for. Um, the Invitation, which is a weird one, um, where there's a, a dinner party where the, the hosts kind of have a an underlying uh, motive for their guests. And then Misery, which is sort of the all-time, mm. you know, someone torturing another human. The Stephen King book where Kathy Bates uh, kidnaps, injured James Caan and, and keeps him captive in her home. And uh, she's got an axe, people. <laughs> um, but yeah, that... <laughs> That's I, I like this genre a lot because I'm a sicko. But.
3: <laughs> I like all these genres, but yeah these are these are interesting ones because they generally focus on just like one person's perspective, yeah. and the whole and the whole world around them is all screwed up. there There um, is
1: um one on here that you missed the least when I was, I want to say like seven or eight years old. Uh, I caught a softcore porno on um, <laughs> uh, Showtime about these ghosts that were trapped inside a house, but they found out that only two of them could leave, and so uh, it was two guy, two two women, and a guy. And so one of the women, the guy, bang, and then they're allowed to leave. Can you add that movie real quick?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what's it What's it called, Adam? I'll put it into my.
1: I think it's called Adam's First Erection. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs>
3: <laughs> emmanuel's ghost <laughs>
1: um the, the invitation, actually that's that was one i did want to talk about because i think it's that's one of those like sleeper hits on netflix uh super indie movie that you could tell they shot on a bunch of weekends um but has a it, it hits uh, tone really well it has um it has this really creepy air about it that you could like you don't know what it is but you do and it's just you it's very unsettling um -hmm. actually i I really enjoy that movie and like anytime i'm at anyone's like weird um like house party i think of this movie
0: Mm i you have definitely made jokes at events we've been at where you're like are we because
1: everyone's having a good time (laughs) haha and then there's there's like the door's locked why (laughs) (laughs) and then they're always like here's my friend bill from down the street and you're like i've never met bill and he's really creepy and tall yeah,
0: yeah um, i'd say like get out and this movie are sort of similar and it's like oh you get lulled in with this false impression of of uh oh, you know just a nice social gathering mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and nope
2: yeah that's the actor from um the the Blumhouse movie right the uh the one where the robot takes over his body uh, upgrade um,
0: Okay. Yeah, I yeah.
2: think you are
0: correct. Yeah, Logan Marshall like Green. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah I never yeah. saw the invitation, but I, I looks cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think it's like worth a watch. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it's Man. definitely a fun. Fun take on everything.
2: God, Get out is such a good movie. It's, it's so crazy how you know you think of like you know Jordan Peele as like from Key and Peele and doing these sketches, but then mm-hmm. you go back and really watch some of the old Key and Peele stuff, and it's like. He knows genre so well. Like, if you mm-hmm. go look at his stuff, like, the really stylized, like, because they did some horror stuff in Key and Peele. And, like, the way they did it was really, really well done. And it's like, oh, yeah, because he's a movie nerd. He's a film nerd. And it makes 100% yeah. sense that he would do something. And, like, oh, yeah, he knocked it out of the park. And so, yeah, yeah it's, it's great.
0: Yeah. You're really movie. right. I think people overlook that with comedy and sketch comedy where it's like, oh, to really execute on parodying this motif in this genre, you've got to know it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Do if, that. You, if you do it right.
1: Well, I, I want to see Jordan Peele and Ari Aster who did hereditary <laughs> work on something together because I think they're both, I think that at, at their hearts, they're comedians, but they're like tortured comedians. So they understand, mm-hmm. they understand horror and like, sort of like, like, um, what do you, it's sort of like that Lynchians sort of like, er, like, um, suburban horror mm-hmm. and we're like, just another one of those things that like, they're really good at just making things unsettling. Like just, just weird, but I think that's because that's what they find funny.
3: Yeah, I mean, way. it's the kind of thing where, I think, I mean comedy, yeah, like you, you're going in one direction and you're like, well I can either try and diffuse this and get everyone on the same page laughing together or you come to a crossroads and then you go, or I can turn this into the most awkward thing in the world like that's kind of always a decision you make when you're doing comedy and so it's it makes sense that it would translate either way you just like they just decided all right well instead instead i'm gonna start going this way and going to that road so. jordan
0: peele executes perfectly on making you feel just completely terrified for daniel in this yeah. movie and so uncomfortable and uh just just so like also you just feel like angry for what's happening to him too uh like he he just gets it perfect
2: Mm-hmm. yeah there's definitely moments like very like classic like Sam Raimi stuff like Evil Dead. Like even in the trailer there, you see like the deer comes alive. Where it's like oh mm-hmm. Jesus, just weird stuff just throws you off guard. And I, mm-hmm. yeah, I dig it. I love that. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah.
1: Academy well, Award winning
0: film. I think the only one on
1: this list. <laughs> Old oh, Misery. That, next to that porno I saw.
0: <laughs> does Misery? <laughs> does Kathy Bates have a Academy Award for Misery?
3: Yes. Oh absolutely probably. right i think probably wally i think wally also has an academy award
1: shut up gravity <laughs> didn't gravity <laughs> win a bunch i think yeah, it was at least nominated the porno is uh, pa- the one panic room i think won for like best opening titles or something like that like
2: oh that's kyle cooper i did all that stuff
1: yeah the, the vfx actually in panic room are stellar it, uh, david fincher is one of those one those people where it's like you don't even notice that he's using cgi in his movies, yeah. that's how good well, it is. And
3: it's like, it, oh. some of it, when you're watching it on the time, it does. But when you watch it again later, you're like, oh, that's a CGI tube that you took me. Or like when you're watching Fight Club and they're like, what's oh, in well, this yeah. trash can? <laughs> yeah, and it yeah. looks <laughs> like a trash can I made in Blender. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well,
0: yeah. We have a 20 more year more...
1: old movie doesn't hold up, I
3: guess. Yeah, yeah.
2: There's <laughs> yeah, yeah. more so movies talk Dress about. Grass Park holds up. 30 years old, and it still holds up.
0: Yeah. We're going to hear a word from our sponsor, Manscaped. And then get back to some more movies, but now, take it away, Manscaped.
1: If you're bored at the house, bored in the house, or just plain old bored, why not play with your balls? Our sponsor today is Manscaped, they're here to make sure your balls are as smooth as they possibly can be while you or your partner are playing with them. Manscaped promotes clean hygiene when it comes to shaving your balls, thanks to their lawnmower, 3.0. Manscaped is the only men's brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming. While you are probably looking for new things to do at home, why not make manscaping part of your daily routine? Now, as many of you are probably going through, my hair up here is getting a little wild and crazy because, hey, I can't really go see a hairdresser. But you know what I can take care of? Everything below the waist because I got one of these bad boys and it's looking pretty good, though I can't show you. You're just going to have to use your imagination. It looks good. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0. These are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. That rhymes. Pretty clever. The Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with the new and approved Lawnmower 3.0, a waterproof cordless body trimmer, and a ton of other liquid formulas to help round out your manscaping routine. This third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick-free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin safe technology believe you me i've been there i've been trying to find something that helps with the whole grooming aspect down there and i will tell you that this thing works inside the perfect package you also find the manscaped crop preserver an anti-chafing ball deodorant and a moisturizer you're probably sitting there on the couch with your hand on your junk anyway so you might as well keep them smooth and smelling fine because we would like that please we'd all really appreciate that danny Subscribe to the perfect package and get a new replacement blade refill for your lawnmower trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer always stays fresh and clean. And by proxy, you too. For a limited time, subscribers get not one, but two free gifts. That is the Shed Travel Bag, a $39 value add-on, and the patented high-performance anti-chafing manscape Boxer Briefs, which I own, which I should show you sometime. Oh, look at my Instagram feed. This is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off with free shipping with the code filmhouse20 at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the right job. So once again, get 20% off with free shipping with the code filmhouse20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using code filmhouse20. Make sure playing with your balls is the best part of your day
0: thank you manscaped and adam for your sponsorship (laughs) (laughs) um we're we're talking about the best movies about isolation Mm -hmm. being alone i have another category which is really social isolation and this is a lot of self-isolation um these are movies like rear window one of my favorite movies about a, a news photographer who's really, in his in his normal life, is a pretty adventurous guy, but because of a leg injury, he's confined to his apartment, and so he's he's spending every day just watching the going-ons at the apartment across the street, and he witnesses a murder take place. Um, Her, which is the big Joaquin Phoenix movie that he kind of got put on the map for, where he's a, a guy that spends his living writing personal letter, letters for other people, but then can't really, like, Form a romantic relationship himself, and he falls in love with an AI. Um, the holiday is just a, more of a lighter-hearted one I put on here, uh, which is the romantic comedy with like Jack Black and uh,
2: uh, Cameron Diaz, Kate Cameron Winslet.
0: Diaz, Kate Winslet. Jack loves it. <laughs> I, lo- I, he I genuinely it every love that movie. It's a, it's a I fun love movie.
2: That movie. <laughs> um, I'm a sucker and, uh, for romantic comedies.
0: It's a fun movie, and it's where like these two women who are, are dealing with a lot of heartbreak they they house swap. And kind of are like, I'm just going to be on my own for a little bit and isolate myself in this, in, you know, these these different places. But then they sort of branch out from that.
3: They decide they're going to take a, the holiday. The
0: holiday. <laughs> uh, the lighthouse just came out last year where two lighthouse keepers try to maintain their sanity while they're living on a secluded New England island.
2: Another romantic comedy. Another yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. That
0: lobster. You don't like my, me lobster.
1: Uh, and then- <laughs> Green Goblin and Batman try to fight it <laughs> out. <laughs>
0: The big one, uh, uh, reak, 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 uh The Shining. I did Psycho, but I didn't mean.
3: I'm sure there's some sort of high pitched thing that yeah.
0: we
2: can find well, the in the Shining. This. It's got, the, it's, got the, it's got the intro. Is a blah, yeah, blah blah. That's yeah, what I really meant. over
0: um, I just thought it was sh-
1: it was cool that Ian McGregor grew up to be him. Mm-hmm. Like, you know,
0: I mean, it's to be Danny.
1: Yeah,
0: I just want to clarify that kid one
1: day will be Obi wan That's so cool.
0: I am not referring to the Stephen Webber The Shining. I am referring to the oh, TV well, then H- I'm gonna have to go. Nicholson yeah. The Shining. Yeah, I'm going to have to go. That's the um, only one I'm familiar with. Um, so if, that uh, was so the I, TV
2: movie version of it, which Stephen yeah, King yeah. liked more than the Kubrick yes, movie version because he yeah. felt like Turn, it,
0: it was more true to his work.
1: Turns out he has terrible taste. And <laughs> yeah. uh, um, I, I have a, I have a, another one I could throw in there for lighthearted. Yeah, a do Boy. And have you ever seen that?
0: Yeah, I love About a Boy.
1: Hugh Grant's character is very self isolated, and he talks about it. The whole theme of it is "no man is an island." Isn't it? yeah? Yeah, um, great great movie. Not a, and if you uh, if you ever wondered what the the actor who plays Beast now in the X Men movies used to look like, <laughs> um, I think yeah. that's him.
2: Yeah, it's him. He was a little. Yeah. It.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's a good movie. I, I, it's mm-hmm. one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah, the
2: Shining. The Shining is a fantastic film. That's. It's one of those ones, like, watching it now, like, I, I actually re-watched it recently. Um, we did an event where we went to see Dr. Sleep, um, and we went to the Stanley Hotel, which is where the, the Shining is based off. The original book is based off. Stephen King wrote it there. And mm-hmm. so the uh, and so the, the, the Stephen Weber version of The Shining was actually <laughs> shot in the Stanley Hotel, which is pretty cool. But uh, watching, like, I got to watch the movie on my, my laptop inside the hotel, like, that was pretty trippy. And then we went and mm-hmm. saw Dr. Sleep later. Um, yeah, that's, that's a, it's a real, real good one. And if you haven't seen Dr. Sleep, I highly recommend it. It's a very, very good sequel, good follow-up. So it's a good mm-hmm. one-two punch. And so, uh, but yeah, Jack Nicholson goes, he goes very, he gets, he gets crazy very quickly, surprisingly, in that movie. If, if you watch it, there's no slow build. It, it happens mm-hmm. yeah, almost yeah. immediately. Well,
1: he he was just looking for an excuse, I think. Yeah, he's a broken
0: person before he ever got to that
1: place. <laughs> yeah.
3: There's just
0: so much done in the way that this movie is visually constructed and shot, to sh- to sh- make you feel completely cut off and removed and isolated, yeah, and scared.
2: And then uh, ready, yeah, then ready. Ready Player One did a really great job of uh, giving it a good homage. Like, I don't, I don't know if you're a fan of that one, but yeah, at one point they step into The Shining, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the the film grain even changes to match the original movie, mm-hmm. and it's it's that, crazy how well done it was. That was, I was probably just the upset. one part I liked. <laughs> So I, was
3: say, be... I was just a little upset that we didn't get the War Games cameo that I was promised by the book
2: <laughs> and, <yeah>. and that's, <laughs> or the Mon- that's, Monty Python one
1: <laughs> well that, that was the whole thing in the book in Ready Player One he does that whole bit where it's like and then the challenge was to recite an entire movie frame by frame word yeah. for word I was like was he just being an asshole no. when he read this goes, like good luck and then he goes
3: it goes, it goes, so I had to recite every single line from War Games, end of chapter, <laughs> beginning of new chapter. I did it.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah. I mean, I uh, I, I enjoy Ready bug. Player One, but it is definitely, if we're on a weird tangent, uh... The whole idea of like ne- never once in the movie or in the book do they mention that he knows how to play guitar, and then he plays Rush perfectly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Wait a minute, what? Yeah. So anyway, it, it, so the most it, complicated was, it, uh, it was,
1: music. It was written with the same insight as the person who wrote the um, the Fifty Shades of Grey books. They go, here's a problem. It's fixed. Uh, mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. This I, just anyway. mention, fan fiction. Uh, I just want to talk about Rear Window really quickly for a second because I feel like there's a whole generation of of moviegoers that. Their Rear Window is uh, Shia LaBeouf's Disturbia.
2: Yep. And I'm going to tell you... It's not just a Rihanna song. No, it's
0: not. <laughs> uh, rear Window from 1954. Go find it. You know, it's been remastered. I love Jimmy Stewart. I love Grace Kelly in this movie. Uh, I also love compartmentalization. So for me, the fact that they built a physical apartment set and people were like living in it during this production mm-hmm. is incredible to me. Mm-hmm. Um, James and I recently did an episode of Good Morning from Hell. The Rooster Teeth podcast where we were Grace Kelly and Jimmy Stewart and it was really really fun. I'm mm-hmm. um, excited to hear it. Well,
3: so we watched Rear Window
0: like the we, night before we to did. prepare. But I've I've seen it's this so good. Times. I mean, this is a
3: Hitchcock thing though, right? Yeah. Where he yeah. makes these movies that are just timeless, forever and ever, and, and cultivates
0: like, paranoia. The,
3: they're made a different way, and like the performances are different tonally than you would see in say a modern film, and the writing's different. But like in terms of watchability, it's exactly as strong as you could do with any movie that came out today. Like it's, it's pretty remarkable The thing that
0: makes me laugh most about this movie is that Grace Kelly is this just beautiful woman. She works in like fashion and, uh, Jimmy Stewart is the man she's in love with and he's just terrible he to her. her. Like she's she's gorgeous, you know, perfect woman wants desperately to please him and he just is constantly well, just shitting on her.
3: Also the best thing about that movie is he's, he's like you mentioned, like a war photographer. Yeah. Like he goes into like
0: war zones dangerous and
3: places yeah. and gets these photographs no one else can get and like she's like, she's like, well I don't understand why we can't be together. And he's like, he's like, well I think I'm gonna walk into your your ballet recitals my boots on and my muddy old war boots on and like the only the only way you see him in the whole movie is in silk pajamas yeah, <laughs> yeah it's great
0: um oh, our five o'clock shadow
3: growing and he's clean shaven his hair is pomade like he looks like the cleanest dude in town
0: uh my next category is trapped with strangers uh these are movies like clue one of the greatest movies ever made where so you know good. a group of uh, a, a group of strangers are brought to this mansion under under pretenses uh, mm-hmm. of, from their illustrious host, uh, the Hateful Eight, which I also really love. Where um, another
2: hilarious movie. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's, it's crazy. pretty funny. Moments um, actually.
0: A bunch of bounty hunters get trapped together with their with fugitives at a uh, um, a uh, what did they uh an inn, uh, right. at, a, at a haberdashery. a
3: Haberdashery. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Daisy Domergue. Po-
0: in a post-Civil War Wyoming, Murder on the Orient Express. The new one wasn't that great, but you can go back and watch some of the, the classic ones or read it, where you know there's a murder on a train, and Hercule Poirot, of course, has to to solve it. Mm-hmm. Shawshank Redemption. We talked about on this show before. Um, this is you know, uh, it doesn't exactly fit this category, but
1: Andy, you, and could, you, you could maybe swap. You could swap it with like Twelve Angry Men, and we'll men yeah, that is a great men.
3: one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I I have one that isn't on this list anywhere. I'm not sure if it would go here or maybe it would go under the social isolation. But the Truman Show,
0: oh, is kind yeah. of an I interesting think one. Socialized, well,
3: because it's like he is trapped with strangers. He just doesn't realize it. Yeah, right. but the whole movie is about him conceptually being isolated from everyone else socially because they all know something he doesn't. Like they're all
2: living in a different reality than him. So, no. that's it. Mean, also neuro. if you're going for Hitchcock too, you got Lifeboat as well, which is another great one. Mm. Um, the yeah. Band. So sorry. How's
1: Lifehouse. Nothing.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've never um, seen Lifeboat, but I should.
2: Yeah, yeah. If you can go on a Hitchcock, just run and just watch like you know, 15 of his movies. They're all so like, good.
0: Rope is kind of another one.
2: Yeah. Vertigo. I mean, or Vertigo it's not really, is not really like isolation, paranoia. but it's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, these are these are all fantastic. Clue is such a good movie. If you haven't seen Clue, do, you absolutely have to. It's everyone at the top of their game, and it's just a lot of fun.
1: I'm, I'm yeah. waiting for the remake to get greenlit <laughs>
2: before I watch it. Who who would play uh, Mr. Body, or I guess, or who the the Butler? Who would play the Butler in a remake of Clue right now?
1: Hmm. Who who is our Tim Curry? Pre-stroke,
0: someone would try to cast Johnny Depp, like Tim Burton would go. I'll make a Clue movie. Yeah, I
3: don't know. Yeah. It would I, it would have to be someone charismatic, like very
2: charming and,
0: oh, and yeah. lovable. Uh, maybe uh, maybe you Tom Hiddleston like, could do it. I could see oh, Hiddleston, that's a good you, one. You think like one. maybe
2: like Chris Pratt or somebody? But I think he's nah. too too slapsticky. Chris, you, you Chris Pratt could
3: be you, a uh, Colonel Mustard. I
0: think
2: yeah.
3: Tom, yeah.
0: I think Tom Hiddleston could be really charming in it. witty. need camp. I wish it was I wish it was John Mulaney he'd be like I don't know where the body is (laughs) why don't you figure it out oh we got another dead one over here
1: (laughs) Um. or you just don't remake it I I just I remember this came up in the news recently where they said they were trying to remake it and then they're like it's on hold it's like maybe just leave it there it's a
0: it's yeah. a fine uh, movie.
3: It's perfect. It's a perfect yeah. adaptation of a board game, yeah. which is. Yeah. And the
0: thing is, like, there were obviously locked room mysteries before this movie, but I think this movie cemented it in a mm-hmm. really universal way. Like you're saying, Adam, with like camp,
2: mm-hmm. and uh,
0: it, it just—it's a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, just, well, I remember
2: they... being—I remember being a kid and seeing uh, Doc Brown not as Doc Brown. Like that blew me away. I was like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Him as yeah, a pervert. <laughs> Yeah, Christopher Lloyd oh, yeah. gets very handsy in that one.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a John Landis movie, right? Am I right? No, maybe. Who am I thinking of?
2: Is it Home Alone?
1: Maybe. I forget. No, I was trying to remember John who directed. Hughes. John, John Hughes. All right. Anyway, don't worry about it. Don't zoom in on me again. <laughs> Written and directed. Jonathan Lynn. Okay. Why Jonathan I think, Lynn. I thought John Landis was associated with someone. I was going to say, I don't know. At least I was going to say, how does a murder involve? Ha oh, joke.
2: That that was mm-hmm. the one that had three different endings that they would randomly send to theaters, right? And in the in, the initial mm-hmm. way, like mm-hmm. you could walk out of the theater with a different ending than someone else.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. but I think that kind of backfired in in a way that they didn't expect. Like people yeah. were like, "What? You mean I didn't see the movie?" Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, but
0: uh, this is also again. a
3: time when movies were in theaters. They were like, "All right, how'd the opening weekend do? Great. How did the opening six months do? Perfect." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, but, uh, also, you got how much redemption on there
2: as well. Like that's that's a that's a masterpiece. Like that's mm-hmm. such a such a great film, and uh, Morgan Freeman and and uh, Tim uh, Robbins, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You have <laughs> you have three Stephen King novel adaptations on here so far, and probably another one that I missed. I realize. I guess now. it
0: makes sense because I feel like his whole thing is, you know, yeah. people in in terrible situations. Because I was say isolation. you could add the
1: Mist as a, another horror isolation. Yeah. If anyone's ever seen that, no. The good this,
3: news is that there's a lot of movies you can watch if they, if you want to be reminded of how terrible the situation may be for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or there, there
0: or was, how much
1: worse it could be. Yeah, I guess yeah. so.
0: There was one more category I category sort of broke down, which is sci-fi gone awry. And these are movies like Ex Machina and The Thing, um, mm. which are two two very different movies. I'd say The Thing is more like alien, when really when you think about it in terms mm-hmm. of motifs and and plot but like they're just you know they're on earth so i couldn't put them in space
3: yeah that's basically. fair you when you were making up categories <laughs> yeah. for all of these things you um, could not find the space for it
0: but x machin is a movie i need to watch because that is a movie that sort of hits like the social is- isolation have you not um, seen it i have i i, I mean oh, okay. rewatch it sorry okay um
3: yeah that one's great graphic mm-hmm. nudity though
2: disney's gonna have to cover that Uh-oh. up a you know, of fur <laughs> on that one <laughs> uh. Uh, oh, oh, yeah yeah, this was uh, definitely yeah. It, it caught me off guard because I was like, "Oh, robots! That should be fun." And then uh, yeah, it takes it takes a very quick twist
1: mm-hmm. and uh,
2: gets strange. Yeah, but I uh, mean, I, Oscar Isaac is fantastic in that one too. Alex mm-hmm. Garland
1: has just been like doing like basically awesome thing after awesome thing. I haven't been able to watch all of Devs yet on FX, but uh, after his work on Dread, Sunshine, and you know, Twenty Eight Days Later, and all that stuff, it's like this was his first movie that he directed. Mm-hmm. And I was really excited to see it, especially with the tone and the cast and everything else. And it is it is like a, it is a really, really well done film, especially for being um, kind of more on the indie side budget, budget wise. It's just it shows what mm-hmm. he can do with great writing.
2: Yeah. And directing. Yeah, Alicia Vikander. Uh, I'm sad to me that she hasn't gotten bigger than she deserves to be, because she's a great actress. She was I don't know if you guys saw uh, the man from Uncle. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. a fantastic movie that no one saw, and it breaks my heart because I want to see like a series of those movies in that genre. But um, mm-hmm. hmm. yeah, but this one's good. You should you should see it. You should see. She's it.
0: married to Michael Fassbender, you know? Really? Mm-hmm. Oh
2: yeah, I feel like
1: she's that's she's Magneto Tomb Raider herself. That's right. Well, no, it's he's Assassin's Creed and she's Tomb Raider. That's what they that's what they think about when they're boning each other, Jack. <laughs> that's
3: what I think about when they're boning each other. True.
0: Do you guys have any other movies that like, fit this category, or, or any other or unmentioned categories that I could not conceive of with my tiny movie-focused brain?
2: <laughs> this is a great list, Elise. Oh, by thank the way. you. Yeah, it's a really yeah, good yeah. list. Well, I'm I mean, curious. You, you, you didn't have Home Alone on there, which you know is very much <laughs> is by himself, and then he realizes at first he loves it. He's like, "This is great," and then he realizes, "Oh, he's actually lost without his family." Mm-hmm. That's so, a good one. Yeah and then the home alone movie. 2 lost in new york same like <laughs> yeah, yeah. city <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i'm curious are there are there video
3: games that you guys can think of i know this is a film podcast mm. but just for the sake mm-hmm. of experimentation is there like video games you can think of that kind of fit this bill uh,
0: i would say what remains of edith finch like any any kind of i think of those like walk, i want to say walking similar games that's a that's a derogatory mm-hmm. name for a lot of those games but like games where you're kind of exploring and you're alone in a place and you're like what happened here Um,
2: Dead Space Uh, Dead Space is a uh, great one Dead Space is fantastic what was the name of that side scrolling like black and white game I think it was from Play Dead Uh, Limbo 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 is a good one and they did a new one right Inside Inside Inside. Inside. yeah I
0: like games is a lot a a lot of games you're like oh yeah Death Stranding a lot of games you're you know you are alone trying to understand a world
2: Mario Brothers
1: (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: Hmm. yeah. Yeah, unfinished Swan. Like yeah,
2: there's tons of stuff you can do. Tons of stuff I mean, you
0: can do to feel more alone than you already yeah, are. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, a lot of horror yeah. games do that for you. You know you're um, what was the um, the the one where you look through the camera the whole time and you can see through the viewfinder of a camera. Oh, Fatal um, form? no, no, no. no the, the the it's the video camera
3: and it's like
2: green vision. It's like yeah, vision. yeah. They a lot of horror games do that to you. They'll drop you to a house. Mm-hmm. I mean like um what was uh, uh, the the painting game. Jesus, now that I can't think of Oh, a video yeah. Game. <laughs> oh,
1: layers of Fear.
2: <laughs> layers just, of Fear. There we go. Just
1: watching our brains uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> just, just melting
1: the but... game with thing
3: Well we indexed all those movies in our brain and we're doing yeah. that stuff. Mm-hmm. So when you switch over to video games it's tough.
0: Well I think we, I think we covered a lot of good stuff. Thank you yeah. guys for for chatting. Uh, if I, if you were uh, one of the people who was was roused earlier by adam's discussion of talking about flight while on a plane um <laughs> uh, or watching flight while on a plane you might enjoy a new podcast that's coming to rooster teeth from our very own Gus gussarola who you know and love uh, it's called black box down and it's a podcast all about aviation disasters and incidents it's like a true pod a true crime podcast in the sky
3: What goes up must come down, though. So, Hmm. Uh, (laughs) hey.
0: Yeah. Actually, I think this is a pretty compelling Mm -hmm. uh, topic for a podcast and sounds really cool. The first episode should be available now when you're watching this podcast. uh, And you can get it on all major podcast audio platforms. It's audio only. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you go to link.chtbl.com slash blackboxdown, that should link you out to uh, everywhere that you can listen to it. Um, And also, just for everybody listening and watching on YouTube and elsewhere, uh, just so you know, we are pumping up the streaming and content on roosterteeth.com. We've got a bunch of event streams and and live gameplays and stuff that are happening right now. You can Mm -hmm. check out every day. You can sign up for an account um, and you can watch live gameplay and podcasts. On RoosterTeeth.com, so head over there. We're in the chat too.
3: Say, chatting. Jack does a weekly show on yeah. Saturdays, keeping the lights on, which is a yeah. super it's fun. A great idea. Yeah. Talk yeah. show
2: it feels like Space Ghost crossed with <laughs> I'm not going to say Jimmy Fallon, but yeah, that's that's 4:30 Central on Saturdays. And uh, again, Elise was on the last episode. She was great. And so, firebombed
0: uh, it. <laughs> it, was <bad. laughs>
2: it was awesome. Uh,
0: that was really fun. Any final thoughts? where we say goodbye.
2: I mean, it's, it's crazy how much people are turning to media during this time. Like, once you're sort of trapped inside, it's like, all right, I got to start watching stuff and just digging through old TV and old movies. And just like, I'm glad we have all this. I'm glad we have access to all of this stuff, because I would mm-hmm. lose my mind if I was just sitting, you know, in my bedroom with nothing to do, reading the back mm-hmm. of a shampoo bottle. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'm very grateful to have to be able to think off the
3: top of my head, what's a list? And then mm-hmm. to go watch, be able to go watch them, and even if they're going to censor the butts, like <laughs> at least at least I'm only one click away from a censored version of Splash.
0: Still got Scarlet's butt open over here. Yeah, Adam. I
3: keep keep glancing at it, like the crew of uh, <laughs> Iron Man Two.
1: <laughs> uh, I was gonna say, I know um, isolation does have a a negative connotation to it, but I think sometimes you can look at it as a positive thing, whether it's to give you some sort of basis of comparison uh, for the rest of your life or using it sometimes as a way to like mentally prepare yourself of like, am I able to entertain myself with nothing other than a shampoo bottle and a copy of this porno I watched when I was eight on Showtime, (laughs) Um, you know? And it's like, I think, I think you can try to find the positives in times like this. And I think that that's a lot of what these movies do. Mm. Um, Sometimes obviously, you know, there's some negativity or there's some negative consequences in these movies, but You know, try to remain positive in a time like this too, Mm -hmm. and kind of like what Jack said too. You, we are flooded with entertainment, but that also means doesn't mean you can you know go outside every once in a while and go for a a walk around the
0: block. You know, as long as you're being
1: safe. Take Mm -hmm. some
0: time to reflect and refresh, yeah, if you can, if you can. A lot of people are still working really hard during this time, making everything still the world go round for everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, thank you, thank you for that. But yeah, thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. This was a fun discussion. Thank you, Jack. Thank we thank love you having me. you and stuff
2: Oh thank you very much thanks I enjoy hanging out with you guys. Oh thank you too same yeah yeah and
0: okay. thanks to our TD Shane killing it uh, and yeah subscribe and tune in. We'll see you guys next week. night bye.